that's a specific thought loop that you're in. And so it's almost this like rigidity within your thinking that you're convinced that that's the way that it is and that's the way that it has to be. And so that's where psychedelics, microdosing, larger doses can really support you in shifting that specific thought loop pattern, shifting that perspective. So it kind of gives you this like cognitive flexibility within within your brain that changes the way that you think. It can shift your perceptions. Like I said, it can open up new neural pathways, which allows you to get out of that that same way of thinking. And so that's not to say that it's going to do it for you and do the work and say, okay, you've worked with psychedelics. Now I'm going to show you how to leave the job, but it can open up these new windows for you to, to just see it differently than how you're seeing and perceiving it right now. And that's everything. Welcome to Neurons to Nirvana, a platform for creative forces that embrace the unconventional and the quest for artistry, humanity, innovation, health, and healing of the mind and soul. Join me, Tom Hartridge, on a journey celebrating experiences unbound by physical borders or traditional norms. From inside the mind to the far reaches of the universe, this is Neurons to Nirvana. Tiffany, hey, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, obviously, what you and I are going to talk about and now your life's work, we align quite well. So I'm sure you know I stumbled upon psilocybin and plant medicine in general as an alternative to alleviate my anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Because I've probably tried, I should say, uh, eight or nine antidepressants over the course of since I was 16. And I'm not trying, I say this all the time, I'm not trying to dissuade people from getting off their antidepressants. I just want to provide options. So that being said, that's why I thought it was great to have you on. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, the listeners, and also how did you get into this work? and uh, about your company. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks. Thanks for that. And great segue, by the way. Great intro. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So, um, you know, my name, I'm Tiffany Hurd. And, you know, my work represents being a microdosing guide, a plant medicine facilitator. I also mentor in the psychedelic space. And so really, a lot of my focus with my work is really focus on the intersections between our physical and our mental health and microdosing and um, plant medicines in general, whether that is microdosing or through a ceremonial facilitated journey. And so really my, my goal with working with people is to sort support people with, um, you know, working through what their current health state might be to where, where you might desire to be. And we do this through intimate psychedelic work along with, you know, rituals and practices to really regulate and ground your nervous system. And so um, kind of how I got into the, the psychedelic space, I guess the term could be coming out of the psychedelic closet. <laughs> per se, is I, I actually was in a pretty high executive medical corporate career in the past. I was in this career. Oh, wow. Yeah, for about 13 years, um, you know, 
the general success term in that industry, climbing the corporate ladder, working for, you know, Fortune 500 companies. And the last um, the last job that I was in was actually on call in surgery for patients who were having strokes and brain aneurysms and, and going in for, for brain surgery. And so, you know, I really started to process why are these people having strokes, what's going on in their life for them to arrive in a place to be on the operating table. And so, you know, kind of in combination of that, being unfulfilled in this actual career as well was just pointing at me and, you know, creating a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, depression symptoms. I also was on medication um, due to those specific reasons. And so all of this really led me to diving deeper into um, just like the self-development space. And, you know, I found mm -hmm. myself in leadership programs and then soon found myself working with plant medicines. And so specifically, I, I found microdosing a little over four years ago um, when I really started to get clear on wanting to get off my medication. And so mm -hmm. I was also looking at another career path at the time. So it was kind of all in the same space. I was on Lexapro. I was on Adderall for about seven years and they're really yes, and yeah. <laughs> same. The, the same for you. Okay. You know, and so, you know, about four years ago, there really wasn't that much research, nowhere near what there is today about microdosing. And so I didn't really know a protocol or a regimen or anything like that to follow. I just was reading, hey, this, this might support you. So I kind of just created my own and I went with it. And a couple of months later, I was completely off my medication, have not even looked back since. So that opened up so many things for me. I started sitting in ayahuasca ceremonies to just go deeper. And, you know, long story yeah. short, I ended up leaving my career and really took off into the work that I'm doing now full time and just have not looked back. Can you tell me about your ceremonies and so forth? And, mm. and Yeah. And, so, uh, so the medicines that I that I work with right now that I serve are psilocybin and, and ayahuasca. And so I serve those both through microdosing and also through ceremonial work. And so, yeah, my, my ceremonies are, are done here, um, you know, locally, and those are just larger, larger doses. So, you know, with microdosing, um, I guess it's important to kind of share what microdosing is, is I think that will help mm -hmm. the audience as we segue more into this is, you know, microdosing really involves taking smaller doses of psychedelics, plant medicines, substances, medicine, however you want to reference it over a longer period of time. And so, this framework is really done in in a intentional framework with typically like a consistent protocol where you're microdosing a couple of times a week for at least like 30 days to receive the benefits. So with that, rather than sitting like in a ceremony, um, which would be referred to like a macro dose um, amount of medicine or substance, you can actually receive similar benefits um, that a ceremony can offer you just over a longer period of time. So, you know, ceremony with that is is just a larger amount and, and a shorter amount of time. So say ceremony might be anywhere from like four to six hours per se. And the way that I facilitate these is it's really sound healing. There's music, there's fire. It's, it's um, you know, there's a certain frequency that your body responds to when you're in the medicine to the sound that can be really healing and really help you go into just deeper places within yourself. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll pause there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
How did you get into the work of ayahuasca? Are you technically the shaman, quote unquote, or who's, <laughs> yeah. who's running the show? Who's running the ceremonies? The show. Yeah, so I, I don't, you know, I've done apprenticeships and trainings and, and um, trauma-informed facilitations and things like that. And this continues to evolve and expand as I'm always looking to be like in the most reverence and integrity with serving this work so that the people that I work with feel safe and trusted and know that they're in good hands to actually go through these journeys. And so, um, you know, I, I personally got into um, specifically ayahuasca to answer your question is shortly after I was microdosing um, part of the reason for beginning microdosing is I actually wanted to sit in an ayahuasca ceremony and you can't sit in an ayahuasca ceremony being on SSRI medications. Like it's a big, you know, and there's many reasons why. And so shortly after I was off my medication, it was about a couple months, um, I ended up sitting in, in an ayahuasca ceremony and I felt really connected to that medicine. It supported me with so many things in my life that I just continued to sit over, you know, longer periods of time soon after, um, you know, went through trainings and apprenticeships and things like that. And yeah, it just became really clear that I, I wanted to also make it available for people who, who are interested in it as well. Where were you doing your uh, training? Where initially, where were you? Yeah, so so fortunately, um, I, I was able to do it here locally. So uh, my mentors and things like that are actually here locally. They personally have trained in Peru and Brazil and, and Costa Rica. So it was really nice that they have that, that huge variety of experience that um, they've really been able to pour into me. And so, you know, there will be a time where I also go and just continue to do more training in those spaces with, you know, the, the, the traditional, the traditional space. Yeah. Um, but I, I was able to really receive so much of that tradition through my personal mentors here, which I'm very grateful for. That's excellent. So I initially was a pure, like a purist, I would say, where I went down to South America and I was a firm believer that the medicine, you should take the medicine, partake in ceremonies where the source is. So any of the Amazon basin. So I went initially, I was very scared and you'd already mentioned being on antidepressants. That is no joke. You must stop those things. In fact, uh, you can die or have cardiac arrest. I was at the time I was on Wellbutrin and I had to wean off for about three weeks, which was not easy. But uh, I did it, and I had my first ceremonies in Ecuador. But I was uh, I was fighting it. My ego was fighting it. So it was a learning experience. But I made such good friendships with the group at my retreat and we were all traveling afterwards and we this amazing place in Ecuador. And I just said, they said, Tom, where are you headed next? I said, Peru. Uh, and I think I'm going to the jungle to partake in a ceremony. And they said, really? You just did it a couple of times. And I said, well, I feel like I've got more to work on. I want to go and I'm going to do it one-on-one -on -one with a shaman and go, I'm, I'm fucking going all in. All I thought that in. was, I was crazy. Gonna say all in. <laughs> and boy, was it all in, man. I mean, if people saw what actually physically the transformation and how I reacted, it was to some people and, and particularly uh, critics and 
those who may be incredulous, it would look like an exorcism. <laughs> I, I projectile vomited in this hut, no joke, six to eight feet. I followed the diet, the dieta. I followed all the rules, no alcohol. And I was vomiting. I have no idea where this fluid came from, but it was clear. And I got it all over my clothes. <laughs> and of course, being vain or working on not being vain, I was just like, I'm so sorry, apologizing to the shaman. And uh, I had a translator there. And that was when it really rocked my world. They said, he called me Tomas. He said, you must go back to your, and they knew I had a podcast or was about to launch it. Go back to the U.S. and share the power of this medicine in the right way, but you must do the work. You can't, I mean, I'll just get, you can't half-ass it. It was the gist of it. And uh, I'm bringing all this up, but now my therapist who helped me get over the loss of my mother last year, he passed away at the same age as me. And then one of my oldest best friends three weeks later passed away. And, all at 41 and I was like, the universe trying to tell me something. And even, uh, my girlfriend, she said, uh, you know, I think you might want to go to a retreat. So I went to the Yucatan and, uh, the jungle in Mexico and I moved away from that purist outlook. And so that was my fourth ceremony and Arturo is his name. Wonderful guy. He said that he had saw me in a vision two to three days prior and a different, and I was still freaking out because I'd already done it three times. And he said, trust me, you do this and you'll never have to do it again. And uh, I, I went into another cosmos because if you go back to your life, work around the same good and bad influences, you're not really going to get much from it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there may be some people and thank you for sharing for sharing your story. And, and, you know, what comes to mind is there may be some people that are listening that are thinking, wow, like that that's pretty quick to do another ceremony or shouldn't there be more time in between? And the answer is, is yes and no. And so it really depends on your your reasons, your desires, your intentions, your goals, what have you to as to why you're wanting to, to sit in another ceremony. And so to your point with the integration is, is something to really keep in mind is, you know, have I integrated, you know, the wisdom, the, the, the healing, the clarity, whatever it is that you may have received from that specific ceremony, have, do you feel like you've really landed in that and integrated those things into your life that then makes sense to either explore deeper within some of those things, or there's just other things um, across the board that you're wanting to go deeper into. Yeah. And so you have ayahuasca, and I would love your opinion on this. It's become so trendy. Mm -hmm. and you have retreats where people are paying like 10 grand. I only paid 800 bucks to stay in a hut. You have people that are paying thousands of dollars going to these yoga centers in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. I'm a little incredulous about those facilities, but I'm also not going to be dismissive because I haven't, I haven't examined or seen them firsthand what they're doing. Sure. Sure. What is your take on that aspect? 
Yeah, you know. What was the second part? The commercialization and how it's blown up and so forth. Yeah, yeah. You know, I my personal take on it is people have preferences, you know, and there may be a lot of a lot of people who really benefit more and and are able to, you know, go deeper and settle and really land in the experience of more of that luxury retreat style. Like a lot of people may be more receptive to that environment. And then, you know, in, in the same breath, a lot, a lot of people may be a lot more receptive to going to the jungle and sitting more in the traditional um, ceremonial experience. And so I kind of think it is, yes, has it been commercialized in so many ways, 100%. And, you know, to the, to the actual traditional aspect of it, you know, there is some tension that is there, of course, rightfully so. And so a way that I like to view it is, is, you know, of course, I deeply honor, respect all the things to the to the tradition that obviously would not exist and be available for us without that. Um, and I almost see the bigger picture being so long as there are trusted guides, shamans, medicine, healers, however you want to reference and embody yourself are so long as those who are serving the medicine are in integrity with how it's being served, the envir- environments are set up for people to, you know, receive the journeys that that they are there for. Um, I see the bigger picture as as there is more access to people to actually sit with these medicines for healing and growth and and all sorts of different things. And so that's kind of how I like to view it and approach it um, is, is just more access to people. So long as it's done in a way that is in reverence and honor and respect and integrity. I mean, I can go on and on and on about that, um, for, for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, in the same breath too, it's, it's not for everybody. (laughs) It's really not for everybody. And it's so important to vet out your shaman, to vet out your ceremonies, to, you know, maybe have resources or referrals or know people who have sat in those specific ceremonies because that really plays such a huge role in your experience. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that we found each other because um, I hate talking about it, but it's the truth and people need to be aware. If you don't do your homework, and I spoke to Shelby, who head of Double Blind Magazine. Have you ever seen that? Of course, yes. They're, they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. And we we talked about this. Uh, they're a great resource. There's so many resources that you, in, in all honesty, you, you have to do your homework. And there's really no excuse at this point. And but we talked about, and not myself, I personally, but friends of friends have had They've been take women have been taken advantage of by shamans, uh, and because of these experiences and ceremony that they've had, the shamans have used that as a as a way to sort of well take advantage of them. Yeah, sexually. Yeah, there's there's been a lot that is kind of underground in that space that that's here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's frightening. It is. Yeah. It is. And the other the other thing is, one thing that was I spoke to Shelby about that I was concerned about was the ecotourism going on that was inundating these, well, third world countries 
which is great. They're bringing economy, but at the same time you have, I've met at my retreats, people from the Western world, mainly look like you and me who are volunteering and living at these retreats literally to take the medicine. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what I was saying is people were bouncing from Colombia, Brazil, Ecuador, Peru. At some point, you got to get off the ride and integrate, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on, depending on the path, depending on what your work is. And yeah. But that's why I'm thrilled to be talking to you because I can tell uh, even through a screen that you have a calming effect on people who come to see you. Uh, do you, do you have Ikros? Do you guys chant uh, your shamans or what type of music do you use? Yeah, it's a blend. We, there is, there is some of that. Um, you know, our, our medicine is grown in, in so it has a different flavor to it in some ways. Um, but there really kind of is a, a variety of tradition, a variety of just music that has come to to mind for me that that I enjoy. Um, so it's a variety of a of a traditional medicine blend, I guess you can say. And and I kind of like it that way, especially based on um, you know the ways that I trained and 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 the traditions that I learned with in terms of you know what my mentors and and so forth have have studied and, and have studied under essentially. So um, it kind of came with not just one specific way, it came with a variety. And, you know, to be fully transparent, it continues to evolve. And so, and I like that about it. I, I love that. Yeah, I love, I love hearing that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just, it feels a lot more relaxed. Like, of course, there's structure, there has to be. And there's, um, there's reverence, and there's so much intention and so much integrity. Um, and I, I like the flexibility of the openness that that can come with it. Um, and and so far, like I've really landed in that and it feels really good. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even familiar with microdosing ayahuasca until my last shaman. I became very close to him and his he and his family and his children uh, who were closer to my age, his daughters. And they were all microdosing every day. And that sort of baffled me. Having just gotten out of, because in fact, Arturo's daughter took me to the airport so I could go back to Austin. And that's when I, I said, wow. you!" And she said she even gives it to her uh, as medicine to her children. Now, there, there's so many Americans and people from the Western world who would listen to this and be extremely alarmed or skeptical. But you shouldn't judge because you don't know until you know. 100 percent are are you microdosing with with ayahuasca or have you at all uh i have not and it's something that i am kicking the tires or on at the moment but uh i'm very interested you know it's it's uh it's tough to hear from close friends and family members who are skeptics and criticizing me for even doing this um it doesn't matter who they are but anyone who's close to you if they're looking at this in a different lens and particularly in a critical way it it sucks it hurts <laughs> are you encountering that yeah you know i think it's a lot of it is um 
just educating people, you know, educating people and then sharing personal experiences. And then, of course, you have all the data and all the research from really credible resources, you know, today more than, of course, ever before. And so you can feel society kind of being more receptive and open to it. And of course, there is still a lot of resistance because it is it is viewed as a drug. It's viewed as, um, you know, an illegal substance for the most part. And so, yeah, I think that naturally that resistance will be there. And, you know, over the past few years, we've really seen it go in a really positive direction in ways that we've never seen before. And so you can see those structures starting to slowly break down. Um, you know, but there's so many ways where, where this can go. Yeah. You know, and I think kind of going back to just, just the ayahuasca part, um, you know, I think when people think of like microdosing ayahuasca, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, description about that too. And, you know, you can, you can microdose with the full vine and the leaves, or you can just microdose with, um, just the vine. And so the vine, actually, a lot of people don't know this, but the vine itself is legal in states. It's legal. And so because it doesn't have the, um, the psychoactive. Is that the, is that the B cappy? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah, Which, it is. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, for, for the DMT to actually be activated in the ayahuasca brew, it would take the vine and the leaves brewed together, but without the vine or without the leaves and just the vine only, there is no um, psychoactive response. So you're not tripping. And that's what people need to understand. When we're talking about microdosing, I'm not taking uh, heroic doses. Very simple. I'm taking very, very small, I, as just psilocybin. And I ha I'm not doing it daily. But what I will say is it, it makes me more creative, more uh, engaged in my conversations. And and even gives me energy on a, on a, on a bad day. And, uh, I'm not, it's not like I'm tripping balls or whatever, you know, people. Right. Some of the main questions that people will ask me is, you know, can I drive a car? Can I go on work meetings? Um, can I take my kids to school everyday life? Yes. You should be able to function very, very much so normally and well. If, in fact, microdosing should kind of give you a little boost in your everyday life. And if it's not, and you are feeling anxious or, you know, any of those symptoms where you can't focus or you feel, you know, awkward or uncomfortable or however it wants to show for you, usually that's an indication that the dosage is a little high and just, you know, pull it back, dial it back a little bit. I mean, I'm throwing myself under the bus, but whatever. It's the use of a great point. The holidays are very tough for me. I've lost both my parents. It's really hard for me, particularly since I just, you know, uh, lost my mom uh, fairly more recently. That being said, this was two or three days after Christmas and I was still having that holiday lack of my nucleus, the people that created me and the reason why you and I are even breathing air and talking to one another they're gone and uh, I get in a funk and which sucks for people that I, my loved ones that I'm around or, or exposed, but I had a job interview, a zoom meeting and uh, I, I took one small microdose and crushed my interview <laughs> and, and got a job two days later. So my point in sharing that is again, this is 
very minuscule amounts. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, I meant to ask this earlier, too, is losing both of your parents, of course, naturally in that experience comes a lot of grief and a lot of pain. And so I'd honestly I'd love to ask you how psychedelics or microdosing um, plant medicine in general, like how has that supported you with just going deeper into your grieving and also, um, you know, receiving some healing over time through those experiences? I'll share a very fresh experience. I was watching Stranger Things with Vicky, <laughs> the third season. And at the end, uh, anybody's watched it, doesn't matter if you haven't seen it, but one of the main characters, uh, surrogate father or whatever, foster father, she he, le he wrote a letter to her and um, he's disappeared. And so she thinks he's dead. I don't know if he is or not. It doesn't matter. But the point was, it was all these lovely things about life and the tough times and pain. And it's set in the 80s. So there's a part where they go to the movie theater and see Back to the Future. Well, I was five years old in 1985. And I, it's one of my fondest memories was going to the movie theater with my sister, who's 12 years older. My parents sent us back like crazy enough back from Saint-Tropez and stayed there for the rest of the summer while Emma and Regina, basically my other surrogate mother, this wonderful black lady, took care of me. But like seeing seeing uh, Stranger Things in that setting and hearing that letter, which is very poignant at the end of the season, I just started crying because I said, holy shit, I just turned 43. And both my parents are gone and I've never been married and I don't have children. I'd love father someday or one day, but I'm not quite there yet. Uh, that being said, you know, I don't have anything distracting me other than people closest to me, but it opened it the long answer. It's, I'm able to be more connected with my feelings. I'm able to communicate what's bothering me more so than I used to be. So a lot of times the, how I would cope with things was fight or flight. I would just flight or be the ostrich and stick my head in the sand and avoid confrontation. Is it perfect? No. Has it gotten better? Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's, it is, it's, it's powerful and, those are common experiences, um, you know, that I hear from people who work with these medicines as well is being more in touch with their feelings, being more present, that creating more awareness in their body of what they're actually experiencing, you know, and from that place, you can really receive the next step or receive how to respond differently or get the clarity of, okay, is this working? Is this not working? It just creates a lot of openness and flexibility for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Back to Christmas, I was bottled up, you know, and, and that was right around the time I was, I started to give microdosing a trial run, but um, it really put a strain on our relationship because like I said, I, it's not that I don't like Christmas, is I, I just don't like the absence of my loved ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, what about you? I mean, do you mind sharing your personal experience and what it's done for you? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 
with with microdosing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So microdosing, you know, as I've shared, microdosing has supported me in getting completely off my medication. And that right there, you know, opened up so much, so much healing because, you know, the, 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 the traditional healthcare model, and this isn't to, to completely bash the healthcare system because I want to speak clearly that some people do really need medication. So this isn't just a one direct focus. Um, but overall, um, it, it, it kind of is putting a bandaid over the symptom with the medication. And, you know, it puts you in a position where, you know, the medications, you don't really feel a whole lot. And so that's not for everybody. I'm just, uh, I'll share, that's my experience. And um, once I started to get off the medication and then, you know, through microdosing as well, I started to feel, I started to actually feel what was living in my body, whether that was unresolved trauma or this sense of love and peace and freedom that I really had not expressed or embodied um, or really got in touch with for many, many, many years. And so you can imagine through that experience, it's obviously, you know, it can be very emotional and you move through things, but the arrival of it has been, um, you know, truth, acceptance, love, forgiveness, healing, so many things. And so I really attribute that to microdosing playing a huge role for, for that aspect. And even furthermore, through that journey of healing, it, it allowed me to start to look at my career differently. You know, like I shared, I was in a very unfulfilled career, although I was very successful. Um, it was, it was kind of breaking me down mentally in a lot of ways. And microdosing played a huge role in in kind of helping me create and own and find the courage and the confidence within to to make changes and to step away. And then next thing you know, now I'm now I'm serving this work. And so, you know, to that point as well, it's 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 the it's I serve this work now. And so, you know, microdosing opened that up for me to really share this medicine with others to support people's healing and journeys. Um, but it also created a life of, or supported me in creating a life of freedom and flexibility and being in a career that I love. So, I mean, that's really what it's all about, whether it's plant medicine, your career in plant medicine or working for the man. Exactly. I also come I from cor- corporate America. I'm done. <laughs> and th- that's what people and I'm, myself included, as I just mentioned, they're not fulfilling their lives uh, and so they're doing the status quo and the status quo may be what they're seeking, but that's not what I want. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, and to that point too, it's when we're in that experience of whether you've identified, say, we'll stay on the topic of, of, you know, the career, say you've identified that you actually don't want to be in that career or you're actually, you, you love it and you're content with it, but say, say you don't, and you're staying in it the reasons that you're staying in it are certain beliefs, right? There's a foundational belief that, you know, I won't make enough money if I leave or I I need the consistent paycheck or, you know, all the reasons that you stay. Fear. The fear, fear. all of those. So those, that's a, that's a specific um, like thought pattern. That's a, that's a specific thought loop that you're in. And so it's almost this like rigidity within your thinking that you're convinced that that's the way that it is. And that's the way that it has to be. And so that's where, 
psychedelics, microdosing, larger doses can really support you in shifting that specific thought loop pattern, shifting that perspective. So it kind of gives you this like cognitive flexibility within within your brain um, that changes the way that you think. It can shift your perceptions. Like I said, it can open up new neural pathways, which allows you to get out of that that same way of thinking. And so that's not to say that it's going to do it for you and do the work and say, okay, you've worked with psychedelics. Now I'm going to show you how to leave the job, but it can open up these new windows for you to, to just see it differently than how you're seeing and perceiving it right now. And that's everything that gives you yeah, so many a, more options. Absolutely. A different lens. Different I mean, lens. that will life changing. Mm -hmm. At least it's changed my train of thought. Mm -hmm. immensely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, are you simultaneously or at the same time microdosing both ayahuasca and psilocybin? Mm -hmm. Sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. Question. Yeah, <laughs> cough it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I I see I see both. Like I one, it really depends on what what the person um, wants out of the experience, and so. I see both where I really value each medicine kind of having like their own stage, their own time with mm -hmm. how they work with you, especially if you're new to the medicines, the substance, what have you. Um, right now, for me personally, I have a lot of experience with both. I love to kind of work with both and alternate them. So um, and I work I, I guide people through this at times, too, where um, we're, we're alternating days. So, you know. Monday, you're microdosing with psilocybin in the morning. Tuesday, you're microdosing with ayahuasca in the evening, no psilocybin. And then you're alternating and, and um, you know, doing that for, for about 30 days or longer. And for me, that feels really good. I've received a lot of benefits from that. And I've, I've worked with a lot of people who have also received a lot of benefits with that. Um, again, that that's very flexible. Sometimes it's not every day. Sometimes it's every other day yeah. with days in between. Like it really just depends on, on what the, the journey entails and what, what the person, the individual is looking to receive. Yeah. And I'm, I'm certainly, I'm not doing it daily, but I hit a wall uh, yesterday. And so this morning, first thing, like when I woke up, I said, what the hell? And it's like my, totally different day mm -hmm. and those days but in between are are really valuable to have those off days to just kind of reset and, and feel into what it's like to not have any substance in your body and so i would say more so like the every other day um or yeah every other day is, is more so for um like if we're if we're moving through like depression or sometimes tapering off medication um, or really wanting to hone in on, on specific projects, like with timelines, like it kind of just speeds up the process in a, in a grounded way. So um, again, I just want to touch on that because I don't, I don't want the audience to run away with, Oh, I'm going to microdose every single day because it's not uh, that's not suggested. No, it's not. And that's why I wanted to share my story personally of what I'm doing currently, because uh, yeah, you, you shouldn't do that uh, daily. Uh, it's a trial by error. I mean, it's not an exact science. Everybody's chemistry is different. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. <clears throat> and going to the macro of this, ayahuasca, don't do it unless it's calling for you. Seriously. Don't do it. Every
yeah, don't do it just because your best friend is doing it. Don't do it, you know, like, and it's, you can travel down to South America. Sometimes I've seen that be successful personally with people whom I've met and then they discover, holy shit, I had trauma as a child. But then sometimes it will backfire or they'll be like, I didn't, I don't see the point or what. So then they've done the ceremony and then they don't, they go back to the real world and don't even, if they half-ass it, they want something, maybe they won't even try to fully integrate. Yeah, it's really, it's just setting yourself up for success. You know, like if this is something that you want to explore, create the space in your life to explore it. Create the space so that you can come back and you can land and you have that spaciousness to to integrate and settle into the journey versus, like you said, you know, a friend of yours just jumping right into into work. That That's that's a shock to the nervous system if it's not fully, if you haven't fully landed and connected back into your body. So, um, yeah, it just supports you overall. What's the name of your company? So, like, how do you, how do listeners get in touch with you? Yeah. So, the name of my company is my name, Tiffany Heard. I go by my name, and um, you can follow me on on Instagram at I am Tiffany Heard. My website, tiffanyherd.com. Um, of course, I have a newsletter, free gift, if you desire to to follow me in those ways and just be up, up to date and receive you know, education and things like that. You can find that newsletter, that free gift uh, in my Instagram bio. And yeah, yeah, beautiful conversation. Excellent. Yeah, no, um, I, I don't want to leave you feeling unfulfilled, so floor is yours if you want to add anything else before we go you're amazing i feel very fulfilled from this conversation so thank you for that and you know i think the last piece to you know leave your audience with is you know if you if you are desiring to explore a journey um, whether that be microdosing or or ceremony it's again coming back to educating yourself finding the guidance the support to you know help you with the journey um, to at least support you just with setting the foundation and then you know the floor is open for yours to take a lot of different angles should you want that um, so yeah do your education and and cheers to your journey wherever that leads you <laughs> well thank you tiffany so much for joining me and i know so many people will find this uh, of interest and educational. Mm, beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. All right. Thank you. Take care. Hey, it's Tom Hartridge again, and I wanted to cut in to thank you for tuning in to Neurons to Nirvana. We are so grateful for your support and for joining us on this journey of exploring the intersection of consciousness and creativity. I'm also thankful for your support and tuning in each week. Producing a high-quality podcast takes time, effort, and resources. From booking knowledgeable and engaging guests to editing and distributing each episode, there are many costs associated with bringing you the best content possible. That's where you come in. By donating to the Neurons to Nirvana Buy Me a Coffee page, you can help us continue growing our audience, booking great guests, and covering production costs. Every little bit helps, and we truly appreciate your support. Not only will your donation help us improve the podcast, but it will also give us the resources to continue regularly bringing you thought-provoking and informative content. If you enjoy the show and want to see it thrive, we encourage you to visit the Neurons to Nirvana Buy Me a Coffee page listed in the show notes below and consider donating. 
Your support means the world to us, and we can't thank you enough for your generosity. Thank you for listening and for your support of Neurons to Nirvana. Nirvana.